Justin, what's going on, my man? We're starting a little bit early today, but I love it. I'm excited. We have a jam-packed show. We don't have a guest, but there's still plenty of t- to talk about with the NBA playoff race heating up, Aaron Rodgers' future with the Green Bay Packers or another team. And then we're also going to talk about the state of boxing because I have some opinions on that. I'm excited for the fight this weekend with Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders. However, we got YouTubers fighting boxing legends, and that Dude. doesn't sit right with me. You know, it's going to be awesome. Uh, also, just so we all know, death, taxes, and Justin never turning his mic on the right way. Oh, my God. Here's another episode of the Total BS Podcast coming your way right now. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. For real. Is this thing on? Hey, there he is. Look at that, huh? Every single week, folks, we jump onto this thing, and every single week, my man never turns his mic on. You can hear it echo in the background. I'm a big sucker about sound. Yes, it's just, come on, Justin, man. It's 2021, man. We've been doing this for almost a year and a half now. Come on. It's because the Zoom calls every single time we do a work meeting or whatever, a press conference my mic automatically connects, so I never have to worry about it. So I'm under the impression every single time I come onto this broadcast that it's automatically picking up my mic, but it doesn't. So You know what they say, right? What's that? Excuses are like assholes. Everyone's got one, Everyone's and got they stink. <laughs> I love it. So there you go. It. Anyway, Justin, oh, you know, we, we we talked a little bit off screen about what we wanted to get into today. And, man, you know, uh, let, let's go ahead and start the NBA playoffs you know, everything is kind of rounding up into shape. Uh, the Lakers are I'm dropping, not. drop, dropping. But, you know, I, I know a lot of Lakers fans are probably not as concerned as as everybody else maybe. But, you know, you're a Laker fan. You tell me. I am nervous, Saul, because LeBron James says he's never experienced an injury like this before. And he's been in and, in and out of the lineup. And I look at it like this. Is LeBron James finally starting to break down a little bit? You know, he's 30, 37 years old, right? How old mm-hmm. is LeBron? 30, uh, I don't know. 36, 36, I think. 36 or something like that. He puts a million dollars into his body all the every single year. That's his budget for his body. He knows his body. But LeBron James is human. You know, even though he has a strict regimen, he puts so much into his body – he's still an aging basketball player. So I sit there and wonder, like, I really hope this isn't the time where LeBron James slowly starts to break down and we're getting to that point in his career. However, it was a short off season. They went into the bubble, they had a quick turnaround, and then they were just, bam, right into the the following year. And this is where you kind of look at Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and their tactics and load management. And you say, you know, maybe that's not such a bad idea because they've been load managing all this time and look at where the Clippers are at right now. They're one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard's playing great uh, with the addition of of Rajon Rondo and Paul George is also playing solid as well. So the Clippers look solid. Meanwhile, the Lakers, man, they're banged up. They had a lot of acquisitions. They got rid of Rondo, Dwight Howard, and then they added in, you know, Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Saul, and then Montrez Harrell along with Andre Drummond. But the, the key, players are always going to be LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And if those guys aren't healthy in the playoffs, 
Saul, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little bit scared. And last night, they lost to the Portland Trailblazers, moving them down to the number seven seed. And you know what happens if you're the number seven seed. You are in that playing game. So let's take a look at the NBA uh, playoff standings as it shows right now. If, if playoffs were to start today, the Lakers would play the Warriors in the playing game. Do you really want to play Steph Curry in the playing game? I know the Warriors aren't the Golden State Warriors that we all know and love, but do you really want to catch Steph Curry on a hot night in that playing game? I don't think so, man. And, and that's why, for me as a Lakers fan, I'm just a little bit scared. However, if I see Anthony Davis and LeBron James trotting out on that floor, 100% healthy come playoff time, then I'll, I'll be a little okay. Okay. All right. Well, you, you know, as you as you requested, here is the the Western Conference standings as they stand right now. So yes, Lakers would take on. Uh, you know, they wouldn't take on the Warriors. They would take on the Spurs. Oh, Spurs. And then, sorry. And then the Warriors would take on the Grizzlies. And then whoever would win that would move on to that that next little part of the plan for seven and eight seed positioning. Should the nine or ten win? Yeah. Uh, seven and eight win. That's done. It's over with. Then the Lakers would end up playing, as we sit right now, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. And I made the argument on the Sun Solar Panel podcast about an hour ago that as a Suns fan, if we're if we're ever going to play the Lakers, I would much prefer play them in the first round than the Western Conference Finals. I don't give a shit about moral victories at that point. I don't care. I really don't care if we get to the Western Conference Finals. If we lose to the Lakers, then we lost to the Lakers. And guess what? It still feels the same as if we would have played the Lakers in the first round. Um, and I think you got to play a team when, it, when they're at their weakest. And I think the Lakers in the first part of the playoffs will definitely be at their weakest um, than they would be, let's say, the Western Conference Finals. Because if they find a way to get to the Western Conference Finals, clearly things are clicking back the way they were. And you got major problems on your hands. So... Very interesting to see how this is all going to play out. Yeah. And if I'm a Lakers fan, well, which I am, but if, you know, if you're a Lakers fan listening to this podcast right now, you have to cross your fingers that you don't end up, that the Lakers don't end up playing the Clippers in any playoff series until the Western Conference Finals. I think the Clippers right now, even though they're the number three seed, I still like them over the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz in a seven-game series, just from what we have seen so far. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Clippers were, have been kind of in autopilot mode all this season, and then now I think they've won 13 out of their last 17 games, one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They're finding their fifth gear at the right time with only just a week left to play in the NBA regular season. So if I'm the Lakers, oh, man, I cross, I'm crossing my fingers hoping that we're not playing the Clippers until the Western Conference Finals. But, man, it's it's ex an exciting time to be an NBA fan. Um, I, I kind of like this play-in tournament. I, mm -hmm. I understand that LeBron James was complaining and, and said, you know, whoever created this needs to be fired. Well, last March, LeBron James was tweeting about how great this new playoff play-in system is. And you want to know why he was tweeting about how great it was? Because at that time, the Lakers were one of the top seeds in the Western Conference. It's only great until you're a part of that concept. And mm -hmm. now that the Lakers are a part of that concept, LeBron wants no part of it, and he wants the <laughs> NBA just to completely get rid of it. I like oh. it because the Western Conference, as we've seen over the last few years, is just so deep. And we always talk about, well, what about if that 10 seed 
in the Western Conference were to be in the Eastern Conference. Oh, they mm. might be a five seed. This gives opportunities for teams that are on the fringe of making the playoffs, and it gives them a chance to sneak in and make some noise. I'm a I'm an advocate for the playing tournament. All right then. All right then. No, I I agree. You know, let's be real. LeBron's a front runner. He always has been. <laughs> I, Spoken I, like a true Michael Jordan fan, Saul. I mean, it's true though. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, not one, not two, not three, not four. Like, come on. It, it, it's been like that since he went to Miami. Uh, so it's no shock that he would be disappointed about the play-in tournament now. But he was all for it before. Like, whatever. But yeah, it, it is very exciting. And and uh, the dream scenario, honestly, for me as a Suns Suns uh, stand is that is the Lakers moving back up to that sixth spot and playing the Clippers in the first round, because then you're guaranteed you won't have to face one of those teams. Right. Uh, until the Western conference finals, which I think would be fantastic. And, um, but you know, there's a lot, a lot of stuff still left to, uh, to play out. And is that your dog barking? I don't know what the hell is going on right now. Yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> it was just very odd. I don't know what the hell that was. Um, so, yeah, you know, so there, there's a lot to left, left to be played. <laughs> Sorry about that. It was really odd. <laughs> no. Brand, I've never heard that before. So, um, And it, the other thing is, is in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks took care of business twice against the New Jersey Nets in the last couple of weeks. Are we sleeping on the Bucks? Uh, they're kind of like the – the boring team nowadays because it's the Milwaukee Giannis is kind of exciting, but he's so good to the point where it's kind of boring to watch him now. You know, nobody's really talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo being an MVP candidate because it's like, Oh, well we expect Giannis to play at this kind of level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Listen, the NBA and how we discuss the NBA is all about the narrative and right now the narrative is what's going on in brooklyn with kevin durant returning from his achilles injury and looking like kevin durant from before Mm -hmm. you also add in an mvp and james harden and then you also had uh uh, kyrie irving as well that big three coupled with you know some of the acquisitions they made with guys like blake griffin everyone wants to talk about the brooklyn nets because Brooklyn, New York, Kevin Durant, Eastern Conference, having him possibly face LeBron James in the NBA Finals, everyone wants to see that. Um, now, with that being said, the Milwaukee Bucks, I, th- I also think another reason why we're sleeping on them is what have they shown in the playoffs that makes you go, you know what, that team's going to go in the NBA Finals. We've seen this over the last couple of years. They've looked great. Giannis has played at a high level but they never seem to quite get over that hump in the playoffs. And until I see it, I'm going to hold off on calling the Bucks a team to go in the, in the NBA Finals. I want to agree with you. However, however, they got a guy by the name of Drew Holiday who's one of the best defensive guards in, in, in the NBA. And I think Drew Holiday is a big-time difference maker. And when you're talking about a potential matchup with the, the New Jersey Nets – or the Brooklyn Nets, ooh, man, threw that one back. Um, You're talking about Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis against James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. I think that the Nets, 
the head of the snake for the Nets is Kyrie Irving, in my estimation. Because if you can rattle Kyrie Irving and get him just all discombobulated, um, I feel like you have a better chance. I feel like you're going to get what you're going to get with Kevin Durant and James Harden. They've been through the wars. They've been through the battles. Kyrie's kind of, you know, he's kind of that that wild card, right? You know what you're going to get from Kyrie. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's one of the best guards in the NBA. He's got the best handles. And when he's on, he's better than anybody else is on. Like, he's just lights out. But Drew Holiday is going to have a lot to say about that. And that's where I think the tide kind of turns a little bit. It's going to be an even matchup for the most part. And it's going to be fun to watch. And I think people are sleeping on the Bucs for, for whatever reason. It'll be interesting to see how, how it all unplay, uh, unfolds. And, you know, you also have the Philadelphia 76ers sitting at the number one spot. I mean, with Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons, like, you know, that, that is an interesting team to watch. Uh, you know, the Eastern Conference, it's, it's pretty much going to come down to three teams. The Philadelphia 76ers, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Brooklyn Nets. After that, it's a drop-off with the Knicks, the Hawks, I get it. The Heat, they're the, the defending Eastern Conference champions, but they don't look like the the bubble Heat. They just look like the Heat from pre, uh, prior to the bubble. So uh, the, the NBA playoff race is, is going to be interesting. Um, I'm really interested in that play-in tournament with, with the Eastern Conference because you have the uh, Washington Wizards sitting right there. And you know what? Russell Westbrook has been playing out of his mind, and I believe – he is one triple double away from tying Oscar Robertson. Yeah. So yeah. playing good basketball, they're the number 10 seed. I know the Wizards really struggled early on this year, but I, I think that's a team that could possibly sneak in past the playing game and possibly wreak havoc. So Russell Westbrook is the least appreciated basketball player in the history of of sports. Period. Period. I mean, the, what that guy is doing is unbelievable. Like they said that if he misses the rest of the season or if he if he plays the rest of the season and doesn't record another stat, he would still average a triple double. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Russell Westbrook is the least appreciated basketball player of our time, period. Like people say LeBron because of the whole MJ and LeBron argument. We don't appreciate LeBron. But no, it's Russell Westbrook. For whatever reason, people have such – a thing about Russell Westbrook. They just don't like him for whatever reason. They don't like his attitude or, you know, to me, uh, a lot of it is just his facial expressions, the way he comes across or whatever. But Russell Westbrook is like, by and large, one of the greatest players to ever play this game. And nobody appreciates him. Why? Because he hasn't really come through and, and won a championship. Sure. But we gave, we give other people a pass on that. Why not Russell Westbrook? I don't understand it. Yeah. I love Russ, man. I love what he brings to the table. He plays his ass off every single night. That dude puts it all out there on the court. He doesn't take – he doesn't go half-assed. He plays – he's zero to 100 all the time, and I appreciate yeah. that about him. I think, like you said, it's the – how he comes across to people. He doesn't seem very personable or likable, but then you really hear Russell Westbrook and how he's all about family, how he's a great teammate. I mean, maybe – if. If you ask Kevin Durant, he'll have something else to say. But outside of that, I mean, Russell Westbrook is a fantastic basketball player. And the the likability part, I think it, media has a lot to do with it. And you see, you see these post-game press conferences where 
which I don't know how these guys are credentialed media members, but some a lot of reporters in basketball ask some of the dumbest questions. Like it, it's a a series clinching game, and they ask Russell Westbrook, like, "Do you think this is a must win game for you guys?" Like, dude, and then Russell, if we don't win, Russell, we're going home. Of course, it's a must win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it, questions like that, where Russell Westbrook's like, "What?" I think they asked Chris Paul the same question a couple years ago. Like, do you think this is a must-win game for you guys when it's going into game seven? And Chris Paul's like, what, what do you want me to answer, man? Like, yes, of course it is. Um, and then you also uh, have the the fan interactions. I know Russell Westbrook hasn't had the the best moments with fans. However, I'm pretty sure both times he's had run-ins with fans, it was with Utah, the Utah Jazz fans. Yeah, and the Utah Jazz fans, fans are Utah. the are the worst fans in basketball. Yeah, oh. they they come out and support the Jazz, but some of the things that they say at players mm -hmm. and they do, they are way too comfortable out there in, in Salt Lake City. And it's not just Russell Westbrook. It's happened with Derek Fisher. It's happened with. Um, who are some other players that have had run-ins with Utah Jazz fans? Well, I mean, I feel like there's goes... a whole laundry list. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. I think Paul George had something with with uh, uh, Jazz fans. Um, I mean, it's just the the laundry list of 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 Utah Jazz fans getting under the skin, uh, really with pro profanity and um, racial um, uh, epithets. Uh, it's just it's it's long. It's just when, ridiculous. And, Utah and... is the worst. You, I said it a million times. Utah is the worst city. Or Salt Lake City is the worst city of all the cities ever, period. In the history of civilization, Utah <laughs> is the worst state, and Salt Lake City is the worst city, period. Not even a discussion. I hate that place. I hate it so much. Burger King, Burger King closes at 9 p.m. I have a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine, full disclosure, uh, she's, uh, she's actually um, – uh, she's in Salt Lake City right now, and uh, she, she's dating somebody that's, uh, I'll just say, they're a professional athlete. And I was like, is this your first time going to Salt Lake? She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like when the bar closes at 9 o'clock at night, just so you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, such a terrible place. I don't, I'm not a fan. I can we go on so, and on about Salt Lake City. We were so hungry. Looking to get a late night meal, driving around, starving. Every single place was closed. Then we got hit on by the village inn lady. Oh, you weren't there for that one, were you? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. Oh there. yeah, I didn't tell you about that one. So we're in Salt Lake City. We're covering U of A, Utah. Game's over. It's like eleven o'clock at night. We're driving around. I mean, we are driving around forever trying to find somewhere to eat. Finally, we see a village inn. It's open. We walk in. And this lady straight up is just hitting on me the entire time. Like she wants me to come back next Wednesday for the free pie. And I couldn't tell if the free pie meant the free pie or if the free pie meant something else. And I was like, lady, I don't want no damn free pie. I just want to eat and go home because I'm tired. Ah, oh, Salt Lake City, man. Don't lie. It, this is all a front. You keep saying <laughs> Salt Lake City is this terrible city, but... You got a secret lover out there. I do. I do. The, apparently, working the village inn in Salt Lake City. Uh, yeah, her name's uh, uh, Wanda or something like that. I don't know. I don't. 
don't know. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so anyway, moving right along. Um, you know, one city that doesn't suck is Miami. Uh, I've never been, but it looks like it'd be a good time, right? Mm-hmm. I know things don't close at nine o'clock out there, but uh, that's where the the pay per view hype started for Mayweather versus Logan Paul. They had a little situation, and it was a pretty. Uh, it got a little testy there. I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying to get the the audio. Sorry, hold on a second. Yeah. I want. There we go. Oh, I want this video so bad. Oh, oh, I'll Cause, feed you, baby cause, bird. Because it, it, it reminds me of. Dr. Evil and Austin Powers too. when they go on Jerry Springer and he runs over to that guy and he grabs his hat. I got your hat. I got your hat. I got your hat. Floyd. <laughs> That's why he was wearing the hat. That's why he was so salty. That's why he was so salty. Don't disrespect me. Come on, Floyd. Comb your hair, man. <laughs> oh, so crazy, man. So crazy. So just ridiculous. So, um, by the way, that was Jake Paul. Not not the, the oh yeah you're right twin. you're right um yeah the Paul brothers are just stupid stupid you know like when they were out there one of them was looting in the the Scottsdale, Scottsdale Fashion, Fashion Square, Square. Yep. um and now another one I think that is, was Jake that was Jake Paul okay mm-hmm. and now Jake Paul is this professional boxer and you know he looks like he could fight but i look at the the two professional fights that he had and he knocked out nate robinson retired basketball player who i was pulling for and when he got knocked out cold and was just face first into the, the yeah, lane, i thought he was dead <laughs> like oh man he killed it was, him as soon as uh, i saw him fall it was like boys in the hood when ricky was running down the alleyway <laughs> ricky! ricky nate nate and then bam falls straight to the floor yeah. i was like dude nate robinson what are you doing man if you're gonna go out like at least you know make it a split decision you know at least you know be standing tall there at the end but he disappointed the whole nba community and all the nba players who were talking shit that week man they were in shambles but then you know the the next professional fight jake paul has it's against this UFC fighter. I'm totally blanking on his name right now. That's how irrelevant this guy is. But he is not a boxer. He is a wrestler. That is all he's known for. All the professional MMA fights that he has won, it's all due to grappling and tackling Mm -hmm. guys and taking them to the ground. So when they get him in the boxing ring, he looked like a fish out of water. He had no idea what to do. And then Jake Paul gave him the hands and then won that fight. He needs to fight a big time boxer and I get it. Floyd Mayweather is retired, but I'm intrigued because I want Floyd Mayweather to go mess around with him, give him a two piece and let him know that, Hey, boxing. Yeah. You can, you can mess around with these other YouTubers and all this, but when you step into the ring with the champ, I'm going to let you know what real boxing is like. And even with Floyd Mayweather being at the age that he is, I think he's going to do it. But then, I look at it like Floyd, 
why the hell are you wasting your time with this joke? Dude, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. It's because of money. It's all because it's always Dude, been about the money. This might be the highest pay-per-viewed event of all time because of the YouTube sensation versus the old guard, right? This is a very like generational gap thing. It's fantastic to watch. It really is. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. You got YouTubers that want to see this. You got Gen Z that wants to see this. And then you have our age who grew up with Floyd Mayweather watching him destroy dudes. And, and it's it's going to be amazing. I, I want Logan Paul to get knocked out because I don't want this idea that YouTubers can all of a sudden they can hang with the big boys, right? Thank you. But at the same time, I am fascinated by the spectacle that this is going to be. And I want to see it happen. And Floyd Mayweather, even though he's 43, if he trains the way he should be training, right? Like if he takes this seriously and he trains to like basically put on a show and destroy this dude, it's going to be the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life. But if he jokes around, he doesn't really train that hard. You know, he's very much a great white hyping it. You know, and if you've ever seen that movie, Damon Wayans is a championship boxer. They find some random white dude that beat him when he was an amateur to bring him back to fight him. Uh, Damon Wayans doesn't train at all. He's got a beer belly when he comes into the ring, um, gets hit, starts bleeding, and was like, what the hell? And then beats the dude's ass and knocks him out. Um, if, if Floyd Mayweather goes down that road, hey, all it takes is one fluky punch, and that could be curtains. And Floyd Mayweather's terrible look. Floyd Mayweather's never been knocked out. He's never been knocked down. He got close one time, one time against Sugar Shane Mosley, got caught with a two-piece, got wobbly, almost got knocked down, but Sugar Shane couldn't finish the job. And it was the only time Floyd Mayweather was ever in trouble. And uh, he bounced back and won that fight. And that's why he's undefeated his entire career. One of the greatest defensive boxer, boxers of all time. It's so hard to hit Floyd Mayweather. Um, and he's proved it time and time again. So that's the one thing about Floyd Mayweather versus these other two guys. These other two guys, clearly not boxers, clearly not defensive boxers. And Floyd Mayweather you got to touch Floyd Mayweather before you can even think about knocking him out. And though Logan yeah. Paul has 50 pounds on him and, and a couple inches, it's still going to be a tall task for him to even get close enough to, to do anything. And Floyd Mayweather is just going to body the hell out of this guy. I just, I feel like Floyd is just going to body him so many times. And then he's just going to, you know, he'll finish him off in like the second or third round. I think Flo Floyd Mayweather is so good that he will, at least this is this is what I would like. I'm not a Floyd Mayweather fan. I, I hate the guy. I actually think he's a giant piece of crap. However, I'm not going to deny his boxing ability, right? And I would love to see Floyd Mayweather come in and defend the sweet science by just punishing this dude and his internal organs for about three rounds and then knocking him out in the fourth. Like, I want this dude to wake up the next day just in pain. Hurting. Bruises everywhere because he just got manhandled by yeah. one of the greatest of all time. Well, Floyd is a great defensive boxer, like you just said. And I think it's going to be kind of like the whole Conor McGregor fight, because what are UFC fighters accustomed to? Only mm -hmm. three rounds. It is three rounds of intensity and just pure aggressiveness. But that's what makes kind of the sport of boxing so great is like you could be good at your craft and Floyd is really good at just keeping you there and just, you know, taking a jab here and there, 
you know, defending himself. And okay, you're going to tire yourself out. That's exactly what happened to Conor McGregor. It was, it was looking like it was going to go the distance. And then at the end of the day, the cardio from the boxer overcame everything mm. that Conor McGregor was throwing at Floyd. And with Floyd's diet and, you know, being out of shape, Floyd takes great pride in his body. Oh yeah. People, people want to talk about, well, he's this millionaire. He's always partying out there in the clubs and doing all this. Pay attention to Floyd and where he's at. He never drinks alcohol. He's hang, he's always hanging out with his boys in Vegas, but he's drinking ginger ale. He's drinking water. He trains regularly. And I always think about that video where he's training and people are sitting there watching him and he looks at the camera and he's like, I drink soda. I eat pizza. I hang out with chicks all day. These fighters still can't beat me. Just give me, give me six weeks and I got him. Just give me six weeks and I got him. So all you need to do is just give Floyd that six weeks and he's going to get right. Well, he's got six weeks now. Well, he's got plenty of time to get ready for this fight. And I agree with you, Saul, the, the sport of boxing isn't what it used to be. And I hate the fact that it's come to this point where Mm -hmm. we are getting entertained by one of the greatest of all time, stepping into the ring with the guy who utilizes the same platform of this podcast. Yeah. You too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is so weird. And then you look at the Saturday fight with Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders and these two greats currently in boxing. And so far, I've seen more about Floyd Mayweather, Jake Paul, than I have with this fight that's going on at Jerry's World. And as a sports fan, I'm a little bothered by it. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna put up a front and say, like, oh, I'm a big boxing fan. I love the sport of boxing. Mm-hmm. I've watched major fights. I'm not a big boxing fan, but I will tell you, tell you this as a sports fan, the fact that any Joe Schmo can step into the ring with this guy all because it's, it's a, about the money. I don't know, man. I, I just shake my head at it, but I do yeah. hope that Floyd goes out there and whoops his ass. Yeah, no, yeah, I, 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 I get where you're coming from. I do. But again, that that's the problem, right? Is that we, we've lost the superstar for the most part in boxing. Um, and, and unless you're a diehard, you don't really know who these guys are. That's the difference between now and, and back in the day when you had, you know, like the heavyweight division was what carried boxing for the longest time. And then because of the heavyweight division, you had these other divisions that got, um, a lot of love as well. And that's, that's what boxing is missing. And then in, in addition to that, you have UFC who's stolen some, some good athletes and some good fighters. And you're trying to figure out how this is all going to come about. Where, where's the publicity? Uh, boxing, for to a large degree, has missed the mark when it comes to social media and promotion and things of that nature. It's a very linear sport because that's where a lot of the, the digital revenue or the revenue comes from is from linear. Uh, when I say linear, I mean television, uh, for those of you who don't know. So um, it's, it's a very... <sighs> It's rough because I remember back in my day when I was a kid, you know, you had big, big fights and you got hyped up for them, you know, and and it was just like that was like your day. Like That was like the thing. Like if there was a pay-per-view event on a Saturday, man, you just couldn't wait for the undercards to start and in the the buildup and then watching the guys come out. And it was just it was so much fun, so much fun. Uh, and we've lost a little bit of that over the, the last couple decades. And, you know, it's going to take a special breed. I thought Wilder was going to be that guy. Um, he's kind of, you know, it, again, like you got to maintain 
the the hype train. Um, and then there's there's points where it just kind of disappears and uh, it's unfortunate. But yeah. anyway, uh, you know, we'll move right along. There's not much else to talk about. We could talk about Aaron Rodgers if we want to, but yeah, yeah, we talked about that last week and Aaron Rodgers is yeah, who cares where Rogers goes right now? You know, like yeah. nothing's going to happen until June 1st anyway. Once that happens, then we can start the train again because Aaron Rodgers ain't going back to the Packers. That's for sure. Definitely not. But is he going to be a Bronco? Is he going to be a Saint? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But I know with, with this whole Aaron Rodgers thing, I'm just kind of in wait and see mode because we just don't know the entire scope of everything. I just look at it like this. The Packers have not drafted an offensive player in the first round of the draft since 2011. They did it last year, but they did it by getting a quarterback in Jordan Love. And they didn't even tell Aaron Rodgers that they were going to draft Jordan Love. Mm -hmm. So when they got him, it was like, oh, big surprise. We might have your replacement here. And then I was listening to uh, Matt Nagy do a radio interview earlier this week. And when they traded up to get Justin Fields, they notified Andy Dalton, who they just picked up. Like Andy Dalton has been with the Chicago Bears for only a couple of months, but they let him know we're picking this quarterback, just so you're aware. If they're going to give Andy Dalton the courtesy and let him know that they're taking a quarterback, the Green it's the least thing, or the Green Bay Packers should at least let him know, Aaron Rodgers know that we're gonna pick a, this young quarterback that might be our future. It's you've a courtesy. Been, you, you've been here for, what, 16 years now? We might have your replacement. We just wanted to let you know. You're the yeah. GM. You're the head coach. Anytime you make moves like this, courtesy. Just let the man know. And maybe you won't have these communication problems like you're having right now. So I don't know the full scope of things. Aaron Rodgers could be this complete jerk, which, I mean, he does have some baggage if you look at his personal life. Mm -hmm. Not everything is perfect with Aaron Rodgers. So we don't know the full scope. Wait and see. It's going to be interesting to see what Aaron Rodgers does. All right. All right. All right. That's an interesting take. Why you got to drag Olivia Munn into this, man? Come on now. She has nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, we talked about boxing. We talked about Rodgers. They're both, it uh, seems like they're in the middle of fights and uh, square offs. But, you know, we have one of our own. Dad jokes. Let's get to it, baby. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Dad jokes. Uh, Justin, you want me to lead it off or you want to lead it off this week? All right. I'm going to lead it off this week. Oh, I got okay. my coffee. Go. I got my right. coffee sitting right here. And I All just right. got to ask you, Saul, how does Moses make his coffee? I don't know. He brews it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> he it. I got it. I like that. I like that. Uh, did you hear the rumor about butter? Big news all over the, I, I don't the think internet. You should spread week. it. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Nice. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, let's look at my list here. What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. <laughs> ah, that was weak. <laughs> That was oh, weak. Man. That okay. was weak. Okay. okay. Why, why is why is dark spelled with a K and not a C? Why? Because you can't see in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Last one. Right. Go ahead, buddy. Okay. Which bear is the most condescending? A panda. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I'm, I'm definitely losing this week. <laughs> what, what did the buffalo say to his son when he left? Bye, son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes, Saul, sir. you win. You definitely uh, no, no, you, you, I think you won because I couldn't guess your other ones. So, <laughs> so that, was, that was good. That was good. That's that so, jokes uh, for this week. Uh, again, if, uh, if you hear this on the podcast, you want to leave a comment or you have a good dad joke, please leave it in here. Or even on this YouTube or Facebook stream, uh, please leave it in the comments. But outside of that, uh, that's another show of the Total BS Podcast. Justin, tell them where they can find us. We got to make dad jokes the thing on social media. Like, we got to pump the hell out of this. So for all <laughs> of our listeners, make sure you let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Tag Saul and I. Message us, whatever. Tell us your best dad joke. But for Total BS Podcast... You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. And for the live stream, we are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all of those platforms. Absolutely. That's a uh, that's Justin breaking down where you can find us all over social media and, and podcasts. And again, um, we did not have a guest this week, but we continue to work and, and see who else we got coming into the fold. You got something, Justin? Yes, I will say this. Um, we do have a very special guest joining us next week. So if you're a golfer looking to improve your game, because we're approaching the summer months and with summer, it's golf season everywhere in the country. So if you want to, is it though? Cause it's like a hundred and F degrees up here and Oh, $10 rounds, baby. $15 rounds. This is true. This is true. Take a cool towel out there with you. Yeah. So you don't die. Yeah. I got you. Well, I mean, well, like the last time I, mean, I almost died. <laughs> yeah. So last May we go golfing and my man, Justin damn near died out there on the golf course. Cause it was so hot. So yeah. it was the 13th hole. I putted. And he saw five holes. And and I saw spots, and I just ran straight to the golf cart, grabbed the, the cold towel, just put it on my face. And when you guys got back to the cart, I was like, yeah, guys, I think I'm going to sit out the next couple of holes. <laughs> <laughs> so with it warming up, make sure you take your water out, hydrate, so you're not like me and almost passing out on the golf course. But with golf season – really in full swing around the country, beautiful weather out, unless you go in the middle of the afternoon in Arizona like us. You want to improve your golf game? Well, we're going to have a golf instructor who's won uh, multiple awards with Golf Digest, and he's going to show us some tips and tricks on how to improve your golf game. So I'm excited for next week's Total BS Podcast. Make sure you stay locked in for that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, you know, I'm an avid golfer. Uh, Justin's gotten into the game in the last couple of years. Uh, so, yeah, definitely join us for that next week here on the Total BS Podcast. But until then, uh, we'll see you when we see you. Peace. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack. Rapping at the 